welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast this week. And we're switching it up three weeks into the season. We've done a couple recap shows. We've given you our kind of overlook on how we feel about each team individually. We've talked about um, different players and what their roles might be on teams after the first two weeks. But instead of just giving a recap of every single game, doing a long uh, podcast episode, and being similar to what every other fantasy football podcast does out there, we're going to switch it up and focus in on what we see, what our takes are, what we learn every week. And we're going to give you some buy and sell options in every league as well as waivers, okay? So it's going to be kind of a full um, scope of what's happening that week. Aaron's going to give five takeaways or five things that he has learned each week. And I'm going to give you five players to either buy or sell and give you some examples of what you should buy or sell them for. And we'll get Aaron's kind of takes on whether that's realistic, whether it's fair. Listen, we don't do deals unless we think we're going to win deals, so we'll give you things that are definitely wins, but we think that they can get done or we've seen them get done in our leagues. So it's going to give you something to actually use as you build throughout the season because Aaron can attest to the fact that I may not be the best drafter in every league, but throughout the season... On my teams and on Aaron and I's teams, we're active and we make trades, and that's the way we win. That's the way we build our rosters. Would you agree with that, Aaron? That trading is what makes all the difference in every league, dynasty or redraft, and that's what really separates the winners from the losers each year, not always the best drafters. Yeah, for sure. We've seen teams, we've had teams where we've kind of drafted teams we feel meh about, but we're able to make that adjustment real quickly and, you know, rip off one or two big trades throughout the season. And then the following season, uh, obviously we're talking about dynasty here, but um, you know, have one of the best teams and be able to compete for uh, first place. So um, it's fun to have bad teams. It's, it's fun to branch out and make some offers and, and take some risks. Um, Cause you could be on the winning side of that. And then if some of your risks uh, pay off, uh, it could end up looking like a landslide when you look back at it. All right, so like I said, to start off this episode, instead of just going through each game, let's get your first take, Aaron, of something you learned. And it doesn't have to just be week three. It can be throughout the first three weeks of the season. So the first takeaway is something I did not see coming, especially with Justin Fields getting his first start this week. But I think as long as Justin Fields is the starting quarterback, at least immediately. Um, I think all the Bears players, with the exception of Monty, I feel like if you have Monty, you have to play him just because he's a running back. But all the Bears players are, I'm, I'm staying away from them. Um, it's not that Andy Dalton is much better. I think he he does give a little bit more life, as we've seen through week one and week two um, while he was in there. But I think going forward, I would it's caution on all Bears, except for Monty. So... I hate that. I hate that you say that. Um, it looked really ugly today. I, I hate and it too. A Rob. I mean, I, I think I still have to play A Rob. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to bench it. Like, are That's you going to bench A Rob? So every time you give one of these, I'm going to give you some questions that makes you actually put it practically. Are you going to bench A Rob for guys like Henry Ruggs and Tyler Boyd? And I mean, Debo Samuel's way higher up there for me than you. So I think most people are going to bench him for that. But I'm just trying to think of guys that were wide receiver three types. And, you know, now that A-Rob is kind of scary, are you going to play those types of wide receivers over A-Rob? Hollywood Brown, like those types of guys. Hollywood, maybe. Um, he's, had a, he's had a good start to the season. He dropped like three touchdowns today. 
Um, so his stat line could have been much bigger today. So Hollywood's close. Um, Tyler Boyd probably not. I mean, the ceiling's still there, but the the likelihood, like we see his floor. His floor has been his whole start of the season. So I mean, um, of course you're always gonna have those games. A Rob's gonna have a game where he goes over a hundred and one or two touchdowns. Like that's gonna happen. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. But as far as like a consistent week to week. I would I would be cautioned. Like I would I would maybe play Hollywood over him going forward. Uh, I haven't really looked at their schedule, but um, I wouldn't do Tyler Boyd. Um, what were the other ones that you gave? I'd probably do Debo. I'd probably start Henry Debo. Ruggs. I wouldn't do Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I mean I think Debo's easy at this point, especially in PPR. But so you wouldn't do Ruggs. You would you would do Hollywood. You said yeah, it's like the fringe. Yeah. Just so A Rob has kind of fallen to wide receiver twenty five to thirty in that range that we kind of talked about last week. It's just he's got a floor that has never been there before. Like usually he was safe because he he had all the targets in Chicago, and so his floor was you know he's gonna see ten targets a game, and so his floor is you know sixty yards and you know eight catches for sixty yards. So uh, we've seen that floor fall even further now. I mean maybe this wasn't a fair game, you know, with Justin Fields' first start. Uh, Browns had nine sacks. So, I mean, constantly under pressure. They weren't able to get anything going. So maybe we can just throw this out the window and I look dumb next week. But um, it's not like Dalton's, you know, giving us anything to write home about either when he was in there. So, yeah. Um, But he still seemed better for the offense than Justin Fields did today. That was pretty scary. Um, All right. What do we got? What's takeaway number two? Uh, To piggyback on that, I do think all rookie quarterbacks – are going to be bad this season. We're not going to get a Justin Herbert, uh, Baker Mayfield, like rookie season from any of these guys. I don't see that happening. Unless Trey Lance, like uh, Trey Lance is the one we haven't seen yet. Um, he could, you know, start like the last three, four, five games and maybe play some in the playoffs and give us like a small sample size to look forward to next season. But um, as far as like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields and and uh, Mac Jones, uh, I think it'd be a toss up between Lawrence and and Jones. Like who's going to be the best rookie quarterback this year? And neither of them are looking great. So I don't want to give up on Fields, Lawrence, or Jones just yet. I I still think I've seen some stuff that's translatable that could be good. To me, it seems like they're going to be real cautious with Mac Jones, so that could limit his upside. But I think he could be okay, especially two quarterbacks leagues. I think yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson, cross him off. Um, and Justin Fields, bench him until we see something good. That's what I would say. I mean, I would still – we're forced to use Trevor in one league. It, it's been ugly, but I, I could see him turning it around. I would like to see them let him run a little bit more. But all of the weapons in Jacksonville look terrible. I think Marvin Jones is the only one I would play at the receiver position and James Robinson, I guess. But he's like a running back 30-ish area to me. Any weapons on any of those teams that you want to use? Any of the rookie quarterback teams? Not really. No. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I don't blame you. So you're kind of staying away until you see something. I mean, yeah, I I had an internal dilemma today whether I started uh, Fields or uh, Daniel Jones as my quarterback two in the league. And I stuck with Jones, thank God. Um, Didn't really matter either way. But um, I was kind of in the – I had a feeling Fields was – not going to look great in his first start. Um, there's a lot of adjusting that needs to happen. So 
I had a feeling that was, that's how that was going to go. It looks like that was right. So um, going forward, like you said, I wouldn't start him unless I see it. So like, I'm fine being a week late on him. If he blows up next week and then maybe throw him in your lineups the, the following week after that, I'm fine waiting for that to happen. That's something that I can live with. Um, I'm glad that Trevor Lawrence is like still slinging the ball. Like, I mean, he has like nine turnovers in his first three games. It's not great. But I like that he's still taking shots. He had some pretty good, like he has good throws that look really, really good. And some of these picks, um, like one of them today was just like a one that went through the receiver's hands and 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 whatnot and counts as a pick, whatever. But um, I'm interested to see him year two, um, see what he's able to, the experience he's able to get and um, learn from that and grow going forward. Still taking the chances. He's not getting gun shy or anything. That's That's not what I would want to see. All right, what's takeaway number three? Takeaway number three, uh, the high-power offenses that were supposed to be the Falcons and the Steelers um, are not looking great. Um, Big Ben. So Ben and, ben and Ryan. Yeah, Ben and Matt Ryan look dead. Yeah, they look like they're – I mean, they'll, they'll always end up with 200 yards and maybe a couple touchdowns here and there, a decent stat line for a quarterback. But they – as far as, like, playing football on the field, like, they look abysmal. They look like they are holding – uh, their respective teams back, especially Ben. Uh, ben today targeted Najee Harris 19 times, and all, every one of those was in shotgun. Uh, get the snap, dump it to Najee immediately. And sometimes, like there was a clip on there, like Ben's falling over. Like there's no one even near him. He's just like falling over, just throwing the ball to Najee. So um, he's super immobile. They have no offensive line. He has no time to throw. Um, it doesn't look great. You're always going to be able to get the stat lines of, you know, we're not saying everyone's going to be awful every year guaranteed or every week guaranteed, but so like, you know, Najee had a respectable game. Um, I'm sure one of the receivers. I think, came. I mean, yeah, I think, I think Najee Harris and Ridley are startable every single week. You have to. Um, I think there's, I think you have to. What do you think about Kyle Pitts? Because of the position, you think he's a starter every week? Yeah, just because of the tight end position. I mean, he didn't really do anything the whole game. So, but I mean, so the real questions, the real questions come down to Mike Davis. Where do you have him? Um, would you rather play Mike Davis or Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. Mike Davis. Would is you dead. rather play Mike Davis or James Robinson? James Robinson. Okay, so you think Mike? You think Mike Davis is just dead, dead? Cordero Pat. Put it this way: Cordero Patterson matches. Calvin Ridley through three weeks receiving wise and then you add in his rushing like Cordero Patterson Patterson is the guy to own in that backfield which at oh, name, at so name you would value, actually like play him you would actually play Cordero Patterson I'd play him over week. Mike Davis if you ask me Cordero Patterson or Mike Davis I'm putting Cordero Patterson in my running back spot over Mike Davis okay all right so I, I would I would caution using any of those pieces then um okay then what about so let's so we have an, a Juju injury and a Deontay Johnson injury. So with that being said, I think Claypool is a must play. I think you agree with that. If they both like miss he's a next wide receiver week. too. If they both miss next right. week, yeah. He's a wide receiver. I think he had almost 100 yards today. Um, so he's a wide receiver too. But if two of them play, so either Juju or Deontay plus Claypool, are you playing them in that scenario? Playing either of the receivers? So Claypool plus yeah. whoever? Yeah. I think you'd have to. I mean, we we played Juju a lot. I think you Juju still play Claypool. 
Yeah, I think you still play Claypool. I don't think I'm going to play Deontay or Juju at this point. I'm going to now listen. If I'm stuck like on a dynasty team and he's my wide receiver three, fine. But if I can like those are guys, I would rather use a Henry Ruggs type or you know a Christian Kirk or Tyler Boyd. I'd rather play all those guys over the hobbled Steelers wide receiver with crappy Big Ben throwing. Well, yeah, the ball. especially with the Steelers, it seems like Big Ben's getting all his numbers through throwing up like prayer balls and like their guys coming down. With like a 50-50 ball. Speaking of prayer balls, was it not amazing to see Jameis Winston throw a literal prayer ball and then thank God after it? That was <laughs> Literally the Literally pointed both, that's, that's both fingers the to the air and it's like, yeah, you have no idea. But it wasn't just that. like a normal one. It was like, a, thank you, God, you got me on that one. Um, all right, takeaway number four. So so far it's all negative. Do you have any positive takeaways here? Yeah, in the last, last two? Yeah, last two are going to be positive. Um, so the Chargers have a fun team. like, And their, their fantasy assets are as consolidated as they get. It's clean. Uh, it's reliable. You know, you want to start Herbert. You want to start Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, and Cook with it's being Chiefs a- and it's Chiefs and Packers and Seahawks esque, right? Yeah, it's two I mean, couple pass catchers and a running back. And you Cook, want you all can stream even Cook's like streamable like, as a tight end. So it's like that's that's literally the only people that touch the ball basically every Sunday or or, or every week, and that's it's clean. You know, so you can count on them and. All, through all three weeks, it's proven to be true. All all three of those guys, it's maybe the exception of Herbert. Herbert didn't have a really good like week one or week two, but um, you're still starting him, you know, for a week. How high do you have Mike Williams? Somebody told me he looks like a top five wide receiver in the league Ooh. today. I was like, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't about, know about that. that. Do um, you have him top fifteen? He'd be towards the back. He's like a high end two. Back end one, I'd put him somewhere over there. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say top twenty four. Like there are guys, like I'm still gonna use any given week. guys like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like him a lot. I would say top twenty. I would say top twenty. It's just top fifteen is tough. Um, <clears throat> and I meant to say this on the outset. So if you need a reason to listen to this podcast, preseason, Aaron was all over DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon, who have been really solid through three weeks. I was all over DJ Moore and Cooper Cup. We had the tight ends right, which is pretty much how everybody in the industry had them right. And then even at quarterback, we both love Russ Wilson when nobody else is talking about him. He's a top three quarterback for us. We both love Tom Brady. Now we have some misses when you talk about Justin Fields and you talk about, I mean, I love David Montgomery and J.K. Dobbins. Montgomery, I still have faith in. Dobbins obviously got hurt. So there's some misses in there too, but I, I think pretty solid in the guys we doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on. Um, which I just wanted to mention that off the top as we're kind of talking through these pieces that we want to buy and sell um, before we get to your last takeaway through the first three weeks. And then the last positive one we have here, same with the Chargers, the Vikings look to be fun. And and you might give me a little bit of a, a homer thing for that, but I mean, it's consolidated just like the Chargers. And as we've seen through three weeks, they've been in three shootouts Everyone on their team is eating. It's consolidated just like the Chargers. You know you can start. Uh, this week it was Madison, but you know you can start Cook. Kirk Cousins looks awesome, like I've been saying all offseason. Thielen, Jefferson, um, and even the tight end Conklin's getting a little bit in there. But, I mean, for the most part, it's those four guys, and you're good to go. Wheels up for them every week that they're healthy, every week that they're active and playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Speaking of things you got right. I think Kirk Cousins was a huge hit. I think Thielen was a huge hit. But I would just I mean, we both love Cook, obviously. But I that's the one I would think is going to turn Pumpkin a lot sooner and 
worse than the Chargers or the Chiefs or the Packers or the Seahawks. Like those I feel much more safe and secure in. Like I think Adam Thielen could go belly up at any point and I know Kirk Cousins is going to have some horrible weeks coming up. But you've been right so far. So if you if that's the advice you're giving is to go all in on the Vikings offense, I'll live with it for now because you happen to be right so far. They, their defense is so bad that it's like, true. I mean, I, I agree with you. It is probable, but like I, I think their defense is so bad that that gives them like an additional little boost to you know counteract that uh, what we know them to be traditionally. So all right, so let's transition here into our first um, buy or sell type of segment, um, and so I'm going to give five trade potential trades that you can try to do in your league or guys to either buy or sell. And today we're going to focus on guys I would buy after three weeks and I'm going to try to to switch up the position so you can have a guy depending on what position you need um and to start out I am looking at Lamar Jackson at quarterback I think he's had some ups and downs um he hasn't been dead he's not going to be free or anything like that but what I would try to do is I would take the quarterback I have and I'll, I'll, I'll use Matt Ryan for this example, but a waiver type of quarterback, I think Kirk Cousins falls into that. You can tell me whether or not you would do this with Kirk Cousins, but either Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Teddy Bridgewater, one of those types of quarterbacks, plus one of the wide receivers that I've been mentioning over and over again, the Tyler Boyd, a Sterling Shepard, a Christian Kirk, a Henry Ruggs, a, a wide receiver like that, which I think is e- easily replaceable on the waiver wire. And go like a yeah, like a Kirk Cousins and a Tyler Boyd for Lamar Jackson. Do you think I could get that done? Do you think it's fair? What do you think of that trade? I don't think you can get that even done. for Kirk Cousins, um, who's outscored him. I mean, yeah, like Cousins and Boyd. Depends, if you feel more Cousins like, and Boyd, I think is a pretty good offer for Lamar Jackson in a one quarterback league. If it's if it's someone who takes this like week by week, and they just look at Kirk Cousins and they're like, oh, he's put up thirty points every week, like. Sure, but if it's someone that's more a little bit more skeptical like you are and thinking he can be like belly up next week and it's just, you know, wait and see another week. Well, would you do that? Uh, if you had Lamar Jackson be... and I offered you that and you needed a wide receiver, let's say you lost, you know, Deontay Johnson and someone else and you need a third wide receiver in a PPR league, would you take Kirk Cousins and Tyler Boyd? It'd have to be a little bit better than Tyler Boyd, but... Um, Based on team need, I, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm I saying. I think I think it's worth an offer. I wouldn't pay much more than that because I do. But think, I'm higher on Kirk Cousins, right? Than and that's what you'd have to are, find so. is somebody that's higher on the what I call waiver type quarterback that you have. Like I would not do Tom Brady and Tyler Boyd. I would not do that. In preseason, you probably would have done that. But would, would who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or, or Tyler Boyd, or let's say Sterling Shepard if you like him a little bit more, and Tom Brady. Well, Sterling Shepard's hurt now, but okay, I know. Well, whatever. A tight, you know what I mean. A, a receiver that's like that. Uh, it'd have to be higher than Shep and and Tyler Boyd, but I think it's 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 a valid trade proposal. No, but I'm saying, would you take Tom? Wouldn't you? Who would you rather have? Tom Brady and one of those receivers, or Lamar? Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I, I Tom Brady's throwing for 400 I know, yards every but week. That's what I'm saying. But I, so that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't overpay for Lamar, but I would I would pay a quarterback and a wide receiver I think are pretty replaceable for him. All right. Let's move right. on now What's the next one? to tight end. I would trade Rob Gronkowski for Noah Fant. Just straight up, the guy that's had the better start, the guy that's the hotter name, the more famous name, I'm trading Gronk for Fant. 
fair, unfair? Would you do it? What, what's your reaction? It's tough. I own both of them. Um, Gronk's been awesome so far. Fant really just let me down today. So I do think Fant has the higher ceiling to be like a top five tight end. I mean, that's obviously why I trade. I just made a trade for him this week uh, to get him, but he put up three points. So right, and that's that why it's sucked. time to buy. I think. And I also yeah. like we saw Gronk, you know, go to the blue tent. Like I'm just waiting for him to get hurt. Obviously, either one of them could get hurt, but Gronk's old and lumbering, and he always looks like he's going to get hurt. I would just feel much more comfortable with Noah Fant than Gronk, and I think now is the perfect time to pounce on it. Yeah, I think Fant's a little bit more durable, has a little bit more upside as far as like yak and like you know he can catch like a five yard catch, break a tackle, and take it to the house. Um, Gronk's not really doing that. Gronk's more of like a red zone touchdown guy. He's got to catch the ball like in the end zone kind of guy. Um, but I, I would, I, th- I would think that trade's a little bit of a wash. So um, I'm not sure what you're gaining by doing that exact trade, but but it's hypothetical. So, but I rather have Fan. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a wash. I would, I would much rather have Fan. So that that's why I'm saying uh, I don't really think it's a wash. All right. Next is a wide receiver that I'm buying. Okay. It is Keenan Allen. And the offer I'm going to make, and the reason is because I mean he's been fine, and he had another, I think he had like 50 yards or something today, right? I don't know what he, what he had exactly, like 50 and a touchdown. So the offers I would make here, the first one I would make, and tell me what you think of this, in a full PPR league, Tyler Lockett and Melvin Gordon. Do you think that's getting it done? I don't think that's getting it done. You really don't think so. Tyler Lockett, who's outscored Keenan so far this year. Melvin Gordon, who scored two touchdowns, still getting 60 to 70% of the work in that backfield. You don't think it's getting it done? I mean, it, I guess it could if someone needed a running back. Um, my initial thought is... All right, is, here's my second one. No. Here's my second offer. Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming off a good game. And T. Higgins, who's nicked up, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be out for a long time. And you love. And I'm using T. Higgins because I know you love him. So yeah. would you take Clyde and T. Higgins for Keenan Allen? Yeah, I'd probably do that. Because I think you can get it done with one of those two trades. And I think Keenan's to the moon. I like Clyde more for like the whole season. I think, uh, I mean, Melvin had a better game than Javante today, but through three weeks, they've pretty much been like 50-50 split, like evenly. Whereas like Clyde, I mean, he's had his ups and downs today, obviously being an up, but um, I think season long, like there's no one there, you know, that's potentially going to take the job from him later down the road this season, barring injury. Okay, next one which I know that you would take this one of these two trades, but a guy that I am buying, and this is risky, so I'm not going to give up a ton, but I am going to buy Josh Jacobs. I think the Peyton Barber explosion today, which he looked so horrible for most of the game, but just like when Jacobs plays, he gets a ton of touches and he's going to get goal line. Jacob or Barber had 23 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Jacobs had two touchdowns in his game. The Raiders look good. Like that's an offense I think is good. Like they look good to me. That's a takeaway for me for the first three weeks. So I'm buying Josh Jacobs, and I think you can get him pretty cheap. So my first offer is Devin Singletary. For sure. You think? No, but I'm saying, do you think you can get it I done think- for that? think you'd have to add in something like a crappy receiver or something 
like another yeah like another waiver guy okay but, i mean it's just like a two roster spots for jacob like that's what i would all yeah, right let me but, tell you another thing i would do which i i guarantee you'd smash except on this trade if i offered you Cortland sutton for josh jacobs would you take that I'd take the Jacob side. Really? Of that. Okay, that's surprising to me. Yeah. I think you can get that done so easily. I think I think ninety five percent of yeah. people would rather have Sutton than Jacobs. Especially with Jacobs missing the two games. Exactly. Blew up last and week. it's he turf was, toe. He was quiet and, this week, but yeah, but it's turf toe and yeah. it could be long term. So I would do that, and I just think it's so much harder to find um, running backs. And and this is going to yeah. transition nicely into our waiver talk. But before we get there, I want to give you my last one because this has everything to do with waivers. Dalvin Cook, okay? I buy injuries all the time, and I do not think this is a serious injury, and I think he's a superstar, number two best player in the league, like number two overall pick still. So here are two offers that I would make for him. And just so everybody listening, you can make your own offers by saying, like my first offer, DeAndre Swift and Hollywood Brown. Okay, that's my first offer. Before you give your answer, insert young running back here that's been decent, right? So if it's not DeAndre Siff and it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, fine. If it's uh, David Montgomery that you have, fine. I think you can upgrade him to Dalvin Cook for a wide receiver that has started well that we don't necessarily think is going to be consistently good every week like Hollywood Brown. So do you think I could get Dalvin Cook for that? For like Monty and No, like, like Swift, Swift and Hollywood. That's the, that's the offer I put, put on paper. Because I think I could. Swift's. I think. I think. I mean, high. yeah. I mean, it's not like a lock, but I think there's. I think you'd find a fair amount of people that would, you know, buy into uh, Swift. I mean, Swift has been good through three weeks, and then Hollywood has been good through three weeks. He just had a kind of bad day today. So I mean, I think you could find fifty-fifty people. It's not like a lock, right. but I think it's. Fair. Well, it's not a lock because there are a lot of leagues. People just saying I'm not moving Dalvin. Um, okay, here's the here's yeah. the second one I would do for it. Adam Thielen and Kareem Hunt. Now that one's a little bit more interesting. I think that one has a little bit more more juice. Pizzazz. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I, I would do that too. Yeah, I'll take. Yeah, that that's a that's a deal you can get done. So here's the reason. Okay, and here's my thought to transition into waivers. The first waiver wire guy I'm going to mention is a guy I've mentioned both of the first two weeks, and that's Tim Patrick. Still only 22% owned. So so just think about that. Okay. So he had five catches for 98 yards today. He scored a touchdown the first two weeks. He's clearly, if not the number one wide receiver, they're the number two. Teddy likes him. They've got good chemistry. So any of these deals I'm doing for Dalvin Cook, I'm adding Tim Patrick's name to it. So Dalvin Cook and Tim Patrick or Swift and Hollywood. Now you'd much rather the Dalvin Cook side, right? Yeah. So that's what you got to think about in these shallow redraft leagues. Like guys like Tim Patrick are just sitting there waiting for you to pick him up. So if you can upgrade majorly at running back and downgrade from Hollywood to Tim Patrick, I'm not even sure it's a downgrade week to week. Yeah, Hollywood's got bigger upside, but consistency, I think Tim Patrick's going to be more consistent. It's not your wide receiver one, you know, it's a flex or a wide receiver three. So that's my first waiver wire, guys. A guy like Tim Patrick, you probably don't have to put a ton on him, maybe five or 10%. Just put something on him more than zero, more than a zero bid. And go get tim patrick that's my first waiver wire guy yeah he was on my list i had 10 percent listed there yeah i think that's um, so, right I in mean, mind. obviously if he's got if he's still he's only owned in 20 percent of leagues like he led the team in targets in love with them. catches I know, and yards today and it's not like he's a guy that just came out of nowhere he was like viable last season i agree and he was good we all like, assumed when he, was he would in. go so away it's like, we all just assumed he he's would go got away. a bigger 
Yeah, he's got a bigger sample size than these guys like KJ Osborne, um, like e even Rondale Moore, which like today we'll kind of eat crow on that. I mean, he it was turned ugly. in like an abysmal But he's that kind of guy. Game. I mean, I really think he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, all right, so my first waiver, we'll start with Thursday night football. Chuba Hubbard with Christian McCaffrey missing time. I wouldn't put too much on him because uh, Christian McCaffrey is not going to IR, which means they probably don't think he's going to miss three games. Uh, he's got a long week this week, too, so that kind of helps him. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey maybe misses two weeks. So if you can use a running back that he's not going to be Christian McCaffrey. I think we talked about this uh, two weeks ago. You asked if he was worth the roster spot, and I said no. But um, I'd put 15 to 20% on Chuba Hubbard. Use him for two weeks if you need. Maybe a little bit more if you like really needed a running back to just plug in and um, see the opportunity. Uh, but he's a no-brainer this week, so everyone's going to be bidding for him on the waiver wire. So I, I obviously have him on my list as well. But let's talk. I'm, I'm a little disagreement with the Fab. I think everybody should put at least twenty percent on him. Like if he's in your league, put twenty percent on him so that somebody doesn't get him cheap. I think guessing that Christian McCaffrey's only going to miss two weeks is foolish. It's a hamstring, and last yeah. year we kept thinking he was going to come back and he would, you know, not come back or come back and leave or whatever it may be. And Mike Davis was awesome, right? So I think that we know that the upside is there. There's no guarantees. Like there's no guarantees Royce Freeman doesn't take the job. I know a bunch of people were acting like that was going to happen, which I disagree with. But if you need a running back to play this week or you own Christian McCaffrey, I'm putting at least 50% of my fab that I have on Chuba Hubbard. Um, he, I, I think he looked good enough in the game. I think this offense looks good enough. I think he is a worthy pickup in just about every league. Which then leads me to Alexander Madison. If he is available in your league, I know he's he's available in like fifty percent of leagues. If he's available, are you picking him up and how much? More or less than Hubbard at this point, not knowing if Dalvin's back next week. At this point, I would say less than Hubbard. Um, I think Dalvin would be back next week because he did. I didn't know if Dalvin was going to even miss this game. I, I mean, I picked up Madison because in a few leagues I had Dalvin in, but um, like Dalvin got hurt, left the game, came back, left the game, came back, and finished the game. So his wasn't a, you know, a McCaffrey injury. Where he's like injured, out, and probably going to be out for a few weeks. So I, I could see Dalvin coming back sooner than Christian McCaffrey and the injury being probably less limiting. Um but, I mean, Madison was great today. So, I mean, if he's going to have the opportunity to play, like, one more week or two more weeks, and and um, at least that's the floor for Chuba Hubbard at this point, I think, um, I could see you putting the same amount on Madison if you feel that way. Um, I wouldn't feel that way. I'd probably, if Madison's still available, obviously he's going to get picked up this week after his performance today. But I probably wouldn't spend more than 10 15% on him. All right, who's your next uh, waiver pickup? So Madison was your second? I mean, that was just the one I want to mention. The last one I have is kind of a group, so I don't want to take any of yours. Um, so go ahead and tell me what yours is, and then I'm going to save my kind of grouping for last. Um, I had to watch the end of the game before I add this guy to the list, but uh, Brian Edwards for the Raiders. Uh after week one, I kind of thought the Raiders pass catching group between, you know, obviously we knew Waller was going to eat, but we didn't know about like Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, uh, guys like that. They all seem to be involved, but through three weeks, it seems like the Raiders are pretty legit. Um, 
and spreading the ball around outside of that. So um, Brian Edwards came came up with a few good catches today. Um, had a had a big game today. So um, I'd be adding him to the back of my roster just to see what's up with that going forward. I mean, three catches. So that's pretty scary, but it works perfectly. He's consistent. Well, He's consistently. What are you going to put on six him? to eight points? I put five five percent on him. Okay, so I'm not putting I'm putting zero dollar bid on him, but I, I would bid on it. So my my grouping to finish with are all guys I'd put zero to five percent on, basically if you really like them. And it's Christian Kirk, James Washington. Because we just talked about how you know the Steelers guys are all dead, so if you want to put a shot on James Washington, fine. Um, I think Brian Edwards fits into this, and then Deshaun Jackson, who was just literally running by everybody today. Like he could have had three 80-yard touchdowns, and he ended up having one touchdown and over 100 yards. Stafford underthrew him twice horribly. Like he walked these guys like it was not even close and we realized he could get zero next week he could get injured in practice pull his hamstring we realize all that which is why i'm putting zero to five on these guys and these are the types of guys i play if i just need some upside um kirk seems the safest especially while uh deandre hopkins is a little nicked up there was some talk about whether or not he would play he ended up playing he seemed kind of limited um, he still got a bunch of targets, but Kirk went for seven and 100 yards, seven catches, 100 yards. So he's been good, what, two out of three games, I think, this year. Um, so it's just kind of those wide receivers. Those are the names I like the best. Kirk first, James Washington and DJX kind of even, and then you can throw Brian Edwards in there. That I would just take a shot on if you need a wide receiver, if you had a guy like Juju or Deontay or T. Higgins, and you don't know if they're going to play next week. Yeah, I had a couple extra guys just in case we overlapped. Uh, Kirk was one of them. Uh, just to comment more on the Arizona situation, Arizona's like the opposite of like what we wanted in like you know the Vikings and the Chargers. It's not really consolidated. You know, AJ Green and Christian Kirk blew up this week. Rondale Moore blew up last week, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins blew up week one and and had a decent game week two. So it's like pick your poison with these four guys and then the running backs too we saw connor get two touchdowns today um and Edmonds has been like a consistent 10 points um for what that's worth but like it's just so spread out and it's so effective on like the real nfl but as far as like fantasy goes it's hard to you know put your chips on one person like outside of deandre hopkins every week right and um, i think the other two i had go ahead sorry the, the other two i had um was Bateman? I mentioned him. We today we saw Duver, guys like Duvernay and Prochet yeah. like uh, balling out with um, Lamar Jackson. So I think when Bateman gets back, he's more of that precision like route runner to complement Hollywood and complement uh, Mark Andrews. And he's still on IR, so you can add him, throw him on your IR spot, and then add someone else um, as a stash. So and then when he gets activated, see what you got there. And then Elijah Moore. I know the Jets were not pretty. Uh, we really liked Elijah Moore leading into the season, but um, he did. He was second on the team in targets uh, behind Corey Davis. They weren't playing the Patriots today, but they still got shut out. Um, if you're just looking for like a rookie that you know probably no one else in your league knows about to throw on the end of your bench and just see what could potentially happen for like a week or two before, and then drop him. Um, Elijah Moore could give you a little... Right after we said, don't pick up anybody on the uh, rookie teams. But I get it. Just kind of as a stash guy to see what happens. Yeah. If you if you if all these guys aren't on your waivers and you have an empty roster spot, he's 
he's worth a flyer hold for a week if he doesn't blow up next week then cut him and get the new hotness all right Let's transition real quick before we finish. We used to do the trade of the week every week in the offseason. We'll do trades as they happen throughout the season. And this episode, let's talk about two trades because they're right on brand with what we talked about this episode. So I'm going to do, why don't you, you've already mentioned your Fant one. So this is a redraft PPR league. Tell people what you paid for Fant. Um, I paid Jimmy Garoppolo and Sony Michelle for Noah Fant. In a super flex PPR league. So I think that's just kind of a dead even deal. Um, because yeah. Jimmy G sucks, but it's a super flex league and every every quarterback's owned. You need a tight end, and I obviously love Fant. So I think that was just kind of a straight up fair deal. Um, and I know you went through a bunch of iteration. And Sony Michelle's dead. Like, I mean, even with Henderson out. He got out, the start today him. with the work and, and didn't look that great. In a, in a game where they scored like 34 and, you know, blew the bucks out basically. So Right. So, okay, so that's your trade. Let's get to my trade then because it goes with one of your themes. I traded in a dynasty league. Okay, obviously that changes some of the dynamics. Um, It's a two-quarterback, not a super flex league. So it's a 14-team, two-quarterback league. So quarterbacks are really expensive. My team kind of sucks, so I am rebuilding. I traded Matt Ryan and Cordero Patterson after picking him off off of waivers. Um, And in return, I got Tyrod Taylor, Kareem Hunt, before this big week, he just had week three. A 2023 mid-first and a 2023 early second because the team sucks. That one of the I know it's two years from now, but a mid-first and an early third um, because I wanted to get off Matt Ryan as quick as possible and he had a decent game week two. Tyrod's on IR. I get it. If he turns in anything, I'm going to end up moving him as well. But it goes into kind of our theme with we're worried about these old quarterbacks not named Tom Brady and their offenses. What do you think? Do you think that's a fair fair deal, or you think uh, that's a win, or what? I mean, the fact that I'm rebuilding, it's a win. Repeat the deal one more time. Uh, I gave up Matt Ryan and Cordero Patterson, and I got back yeah. Tyrod Taylor, Kareem Hunt, a first, and a third. Yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt looked good. You could probably, I mean, if you're rebuilding, you could probably, you know, flip him for something. Uh, oh, yeah, in this league, I'll like be a able little to, bit better. Yeah, but I'll be able to sell the, him. The first is what you really want, especially for a guy like Matt Ryan on his way out, and then Port Patterson, who's probably at his peak value since he was, you know, first a rookie with the Vikings. So, yeah. So those are kind of some ideas and some trades that we made that kind of put our money where our mouth is with what we're saying here and what we believe and what we don't. We believe in Fant. We don't believe in Matt Ryan and and Ben Roethlisberger anymore. So we changed up the format mainly because. We know we are just another fantasy football podcast in your queue. We are not the only one, um, and we assume you're going to supplement with a bunch of other shows that are doing recaps, going through each and every game, so you already get that, and if you don't, let us know on Twitter and you want us to go back to the recap, we're happy to do it, but we know we're a supplement, so we want to focus in on some of the pieces we want to buy, some of the pieces we want to sell, what we're doing in our leagues, the waiver piece, obviously, and then just some big takeaways from the week that you can kind of use as you go throughout the season and making the moves that we're talking about. So, as always, thanks for listening to Just Another Fantasy Football Podcast this week. Make sure you get with us Sunday mornings for Start Sit on Twitter, and we'll be back with you next week. Peace.